Welcome to the Victory Life Church Podcast. We believe it's important to present an uncomplicated and uncluttered view of Christ and how we should live. We hope this podcast inspires you and helps build your faith. If you ever find yourself in the area, come check us out. For more information on services and events, visit us at vlcministries.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at VLC Plantation. Today is an exciting day. Anybody excited? Anybody excited about how good God is and what he's doing? And we have in the house a very special guest. Many of you know my brother, Josh. Uh, Josh served on staff here at Victory Life Church for 14 years on staff. Kind of grew up in this church and did a lot of the things, but for 14 years, he was here faithfully. For the last five years, Josh has been the worship pastor over uh, both campuses at City Rev, serving in the areas of Pembroke Pines and Cooper City. And, you know, he's my brother. He's four years older than me, so he's, you know, a little bit more mature, um, not as good at sports, you know, but he, he's, uh, just kidding. No, he's, 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 he's a great athlete. But something has been just stirring in his spirit for the past several years, maybe even for the past five years since he's been over at City Rev. And, and I feel like my brother has become some like, he would never say this, but like a theologian or some scholar. And I'm just so captivated by the things that he has been saying and sharing and through conversations. And he put out this blog, I don't know, about a year ago or so. And he started like shooting out devotionals every single morning. And it was just to the family. And then it kind of spread out and other people found out about it. And I was like, Josh, this stuff is crazy. And so I felt the Lord put it in my, my spirit to, to give him a call one day and say, hey man, you, you've been, you know, you served Victory Life for so long. Is there any chance you would consider coming back to our church? I know you got a full-time job at another church, but would you, would you come back to our church and just share what God has been teaching you? As if a missionary was overseas for years and came back to tell all that God has been doing. I was like, can you come back and just tell us what God has been showing you? He's been opening up your eyes to so many things. I think our people would love this. And he was like, are you kidding me? I'd love to. And so through song, because he is an artist and he does write music through scripture and through storytelling. Him and I are gonna sit down and he's gonna share a little bit. I'm really excited about this, but as he makes his way up, let me pray for us and then we'll start. Father, we worship you. We thank you, we praise you. You're so good. You're so good. Lord, we, we can search and search and search and we can find anything that's tangible that we assume will satisfy us, but it, it'll not. The only thing that we need is you. The only thing we need is you. Lord, would you bless our conversation today? Would you help people have open minds and hearts for those watching and online? God, would they receive this through song, through this message this morning? We praise you, we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Ladies and gentlemen, my brother, Josh Bramos. History speaks of men who cared for laws but not your hand. I want to know you. Then again, there were those. 
loved your voice and not their own I want to know you I want to know my 
Um, so, so, uh, so Victory Life Church misses that, by the way. <laughs> we, we miss you. I do want to say uh, the, you know, myself and the, and the three guys who are in the back line playing music are products of Josh and his discipleship. So many people who have been on the stage recently are those who um, Josh has trained over the years from knowing nothing. And so, anyways, how, how, how are you doing? I feel, I feel back at home. <laughs> this is great. I see so many faces. This is, uh, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm 18 again, leading worship for you guys. Yeah, 35 you, now. It's been a long time. Yeah, you started, you, you were hired right, you know, right away. When, uh, how, how old are you? When? I, was seven, I was 17 when dad brought me on. And I was, uh, thank you for uh, bearing with me in those years. <laughs> I sounded uh, like Creed back then. You sounded like Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so real quick, just tell us, because you know, maybe half of us in this room know who you are, but tell us who you are. I'm Josh Bramos. Um, my lovely wife is right there. Raise your hand, sweetie. Everyone knows Mackenzie. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm Pastor Ron's uh, old, oldest son, the best athlete out of the family, and... And the most humble, too. <laughs> just kidding. It all depends on what sport. We know. have a picture, I think we have a picture of your family up here, because okay. it's not just you and, and your wife, but there's, a, there's, there's quite a few of you, no? Yeah, there's a, there's a... There, there we go. Yeah, so Mackenzie, my lovely wife's up there. We uh, celebrate 15 years this, this year in Come marriage. Um, Nat, Nash is my oldest. He's in the middle. And then Dallin's the one with the glasses. And then Harper, uh, my princess, of course, the only girl. And then little Shiloh on the right, which is mommy's little baby. Gets, he gets, he gets his way. That's my, my four kids. Um, I'm a worship leader. I've been doing it since I was 17. It's my, my 20th year of ministry. I served under my dad for 14 years here at the church, even back in North Lauderdale when we were there. Uh, do we have any North Lauderdale people here? People that, I saw Veronica. I thought I saw you. Yeah, throwback. So. Yeah, and then, and then some of you may hear uh, us talk about Village Hymns. Village Hymns is a ministry that we support, and it was started 
here in this in this room, yep. right? So Village Hymns, you're the founder of Village Hymns, and what is Village Hymns? Just in a nutshell, yeah, for those that don't Village know, Village Hymns is a network of worship leaders that gather together, and we teach them how to songwrite for the church. Like that song we just sang, as they did, we wrote for our church in Cooper City or in City Rev. And we teach worship leaders how to write for their church, writing content from their pastors and sermons, and then also soul care, how to, how to be healthy as a pastor, how to have a relationship with your senior pastor, um, how to care for the souls of believers and not just the, the stage, your platform, your fame, and how to be healthy. We give them counseling. We give them vacations. It's a, it's a ministry that um, teaches them how to do all that and cares for their souls. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's been going on for how many years now? Uh, I think that's our eighth year. Uh, they've got like here. offices now and staff and stuff. So um, if I could go back to the phone call, I don't know if it was a few months ago, you know, I was sitting here and reading some of your blogs, reading like what, you know, and just through our conversation. And what I saw was, was kind of like a similar theme to what God was, was teaching me at that time. And that was to learning to be satisfied in Christ and Christ alone. And I want to take you to a passage in Hebrews chapter 13. The writer says, let me just, let me get there. And the writer mentions a couple things. He does say something about money up here up front, but there's a, there's a part, portion I want you to hear. He says, keep your lives free from the love of money. And then here it is. And be, and if you have a Bible and a pen, underline this. And be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. And it was this idea of, of satisfaction and contentment. And it really started back in last year. And then, I, then it just kind of radically changed my life when we hit 21 days of prayer this January where I did a food fast. And I'm not here to talk about my fast. But what I learned through that was that portion where the scripture says, man does not live on bread alone, but by the word of God. And I was like, my goodness, all these things that we think are satisfying us are only temporarily. The thing that is going to sustain us for eternity is Christ. And that should be the only thing that I pursue and, and, and consume. And yet a lot of, Josh, what you were sharing was this idea of contentment. And I'm like, I think, I think our people need to hear, hear about this because so many of us in this room, so many online, let's be honest, we're not content with some of the areas in our lives. We're not content with how much money we make. We're not content with our relationships or our marriages. We're not content where we live. We're not content with our jobs. We're not content with how our kids are are being, you know, raised and how, how we're doing as a parent. I got to be the first to say that. And so where, where do, how, how do we get to being content in Christ? Where do we start? And I know this journey started for you sometime because from the moment you left VLC, it was like God began, God was doing something in your life then, but it was like a different journey, a spiritual journey. So take us back to invite our people into to your head and what God was doing with this, this idea of content. It might be a scary thing, uh, but that's why you're here, okay? So take us back to where this journey for contentment started. We don't all fit in there. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't all fit in there. Uh, I, think it, I think what happens is in my life, uh, when I left here, this church really built in me a character. My, my dad really just helped shape my character in my life, and I tell him that all the time. Um, learning how to love people. And like, I look at all these faces, like I see the Conovers right there. I see Butch's beard. I noticed him right away, or JC. And I just see a lot of other faces, but these are men that I've, I was growing up under. Like I just was a kid growing up and, and uh, I love you guys. And so, I mean, my dad taught me that, love people and go after. I remember Mr. Bill Kornoff in the back and just hearing all of his stories and stuff like that. And when I left here, 
I kind of got lost a little bit in my way of like chasing after the things that I've always wanted to growth. Ministry, you know, we, we've all been in church, so ministry growth, success, fame, music. And I, I was writing records when I was here and I was chasing after recording records outside of this church and going after the industry and trying to do it and chasing after the best marriage and being a man of purity and a good man of stewardship and a father and I'm going to be the best. And one of the unfortunate things in the Bramos family is we are competitors. So the competitiveness also bleeds into my spirituality, which is I'm going to be the best and nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to be the best husband and I'm going to do the best devotional life. I'm going to be the best man of purity. And God just allows me to fail on those areas to show me it's, you just can't do it, Josh. You can't. It's not up to you. So leaving here, I just, I started finding this, dis, this discontentment in my life. Nothing really made me happy. And in 2019, I hit a very, very low point when God had to, had to bring me down to this place. I, I call it the year of anxiety. That's what I call it in my testimony now. Um, I got to the place where nothing really satisfied. I would look at my marriage and my fatherhood and be like, I, I take the words of Solomon. Life is miserable. Not, not my wife, not my marriage. It was great. She's a loving wife. My kids are beautiful. But I couldn't see it. I couldn't see the good in my life. Um, I wasn't happy in the church. I wasn't happy in ministry. I wasn't happy in my devotion life. And I was given the best. I was up every morning reading the word. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm walking. I'm praying. I'm, I'm writing worship songs. I'm leading the church every Sunday in worship. And, and they look at me and they're like, he's up there like, and I'm just looking at the cable that's hanging from the light. I'm not even worshiping. I'm like, oh, that's a, I got to correct that next week. Another problem I got to fix. That person walked in late. All right. He's probably mad at his wife. I wasn't. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. Because so, like, you don't, may not see this, but the ministry side of things is we're, so, we're, we're always observing and always consumed with making things better because that's what we want to do. Yeah. And, and we do notice things from the stage. And we do see people. We can see people pulling in and walking in. So it's like. I know you were late. I saw, I saw yeah, you. Yeah, just know, if you're five feet in front of your wife, some, we had an argument in the car. We know, we see it, you know. I have those arguments. <laughs> uh, and I think it's just the pursuit of chasing after satisfaction for me. I want to be satisfied. I'd record a record, and that day it release on Spotify, I'd call the studio, hey, I want to book the next record, because I was so unhappy that day. Um, I, would, I would accomplish some great feat in the church and accomplish some ministry goal, and then be so depressed and sad. And in 2019... Um, I hit a place where I was shaking all the time and I was scared and I didn't know what was going on in my, my mind and I couldn't sleep at night and my heart was palpitating through like my feet and I was always scared to go to bed and this was the, this was, this was the evidence, something's wrong, something's wrong in my life. Um, I, was, I was hiding it from everybody for a long time. I was fearful. I mean, my own wife was just like, who are you? I don't know who you are. you there are so many memories I have of me sitting in the house just staring for hours, four or five hours just, and my wife would put all the kids to bed and come down and, hey, honey, you want to come to bed? I'm like, uh, where are the kids at? Uh, we fed them, bathed them, put them to bed, and I'm just staring. I'd run away. I'd get in my car and drive, and I, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, it's not anxiety. I don't have anxiety. That's for the week, you know? I could pray this out. I couldn't pray it out. I could get counseling and I finally opened it to my dad and shared with him what was going on in my life and like, dad, I'm just like I'm losing it. Like, I feel like I'm insane. Like, I can't deal with this anymore. What's going on? Nothing. I just read Ecclesiastes over and over again. I'm like, I agree. Life sucks. Life just sucks. I, I listen to my book. This is my book, Solomon, you know. And um, I couldn't find joy. I didn't know where it was at. 
And everyone would see me smile on the stage and I'd sing about God's goodness and his grace, but would go into the bathroom after service and just be like, God, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. I don't want to live. I hate this life. This is so miserable. My mind, it won't shut off. And I couldn't sleep at night. Got some help, got some counseling a little bit, opened up to my pastor about it. Um, tried to, you know, create some good habits of, you know, like living, going golfing more often. That just would distract me for four hours. And then it would, I'd be back to my mind again. And that year was uh, some medicine got involved in my life and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get it out. I could not break it, the anxiety. And then the depression came in and man, I, I was just a disaster. Um, and I had people around me that were kind and just loving and God, God brought me to a place where I had nothing. And there was a day where my son, there's so many moments in this, that year where I'm, I'm getting up early one morning to have my devotions on a Saturday. And of course, you know, one of the kids wakes up at like 5.30. I'm like, Lord, you gotta be kidding me. I just wanna talk to you by myself. And Nash, my oldest, walks, uh, walks down the stairs and the Lord's like, I want you to ask him what this verse means. So I said, all right, Nash, what do you think this verse means? Um, Those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. He's like half awake. I'm half awake. What do you mean, Dad? Like hide and seek? And I'm like looking at God like, you started this. How do you play hide and seek, Nash? Well, when Max, my neighbor, when he hides, I go find him. Okay, where does he hide? In the tree, the bush, the car, um, the fence. Okay. What happens if you can't find Max? Like, what do you do? He said, I stand in the middle of the street and I yell, I give up, come out. Man, I remember just, I remember on the couch just being like, that's what, I, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I've searched for you so hard. I've looked for you in my marriage and I've been the, I've been the best husband sometimes. <laughs> I chased after it through books. I read the books. Paul Tripp comes out with the book. I'm reading it. I'm doing it. Whatever book comes out. And I still fail. I've guarded my eyes all through my teenager 20s and I've not been perfect, but I, you name it, I can beat anybody at guarding my eyes. And I still fail. I'm a lustful creature. You're not there. I've, I've led worship on this stage year after year. I've looked for the perfect liturgy to lead you into worship, to where every hand would be raised and every knee would be bowed, you know? And I feel like, wow, I did it. And you're not there. I've looked for you in stewardship. I've looked for you in humility. I've chased after you and I've done it. Lord, I should have obtained this life of joy that you said you promised in scripture. I've read your word every morning, woke up early, walked with you. Where is this life of abundance that you've talked about? Where are you? Like, I'm standing in the middle of the street yelling, I give up. I remember at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm done. I don't know what to do. Like, this can't be the abundant life, man. This life sucks. Sorry, stinks, mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Certain languages we can't use in her house. And, and I remember some Lord, like, can you show me who you are, you are apart from the things that I do for you? 
because I should have gotten you. Like, it just, you said abide in your word. I'm abiding in your word. You say love your wife, honor, the, honor her like I, you honor the church, and raise your kids in a godly manner, you know. Give. I've checked off those boxes, and I have no joy, and I have no happiness, and no satisfaction. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. This life is miserable. And I'm asking them, can you show me who you are apart from my disciplines? And I took a fast. I did like a 30-day fast. And I just stopped praying. I said, I'm not going to ask you another thing. I'm not going to petition anything. I'm not going to write a song or sing to you. I'm not going to read the Bible. I'm just going to sit. Would you come to me, Father? And I remember the first day. I mean, I'll, I'll stop here. I'm talking a lot. But I remember the first day I sit on my back patio and I'm like, looking around. <laughs> Are you going to say something? Are you going to make a plane go by and say Josh, this is the way, or what are you going to do? I don't even know, I don't know who you are. I just know about you, so much about you. And then there's this blue jay that crawled over this branch over my couch that kind of does his business sometimes and drops it on my couch. And, and I'm like, oh, I hate that blue jay. Oh. I look at it, I'm like, you know, Lord, that thing has no job, has no family, has no bills, no stress, nothing. Every day it has a nest, it finds the food of the earth, worms, you've created things that it can exist. Am I not much? I stopped. Wait, I'm staying in scripture right there. I'm stopping. And I'm rest- I started, he's like, I'm going to bring things to you. And I saw, the- understood the presence of the father through a creation that called a blue jay. And it started right there. And then I would start walking in nature day after day. And I'd start seeing him through a sunrise. I wouldn't, see him, he's not in the sun, but the sun would explain to me the creative qualities of my heavenly father. Then the trees, then the flowers, then the wind, I think of Nicodemus. And then all of a sudden, what happened was, I remember Job, and I remembered the story he walked through when he finally gives up and says, I'm done, this is, I'm done. And God rebukes him with three chapters, and he says, where were you when I created this, that, this, that? Three chapters of creation. And creation was the first thing that restored my, my, my love. The heavens declare the glory of God. This is dad's favorite verse. The skies proclaim the works yeah. of his nature. And they started teaching me how to respond again. Yeah, put that, put that scripture up. This is Psalm 19, chapter 1, verse 2. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the works of his hands. It says day after day they pour forth speech, and night after night, they reveal knowledge. And I, I remember, you know, if I go back to that passage in Hebrews chapter 13, you know, I can be content with what I have and who I am because, because in the scripture, it goes to De- Deuteronomy, it says, because God never leave you nor forsake you, meaning he's, he's always here. He's always around. You don't have to look very far, but what it takes is us opening up our eyes and noticing. Because I can be so busy reading and so busy doing that I forgot just to be. I mean, how many times, Josh, you said it. it you, you told me this the other day. You used a couple examples of a bush, a fence. What, what did you say? There was, you had to get over the, the fence of, of determination or the fence of the discipleship or the fence of marriage or whatever well I was running to, fence of fatherhood, tree of purity. It was like, 
I was hiding in those spots trying to find God, and God's like, I'm not there. I'm going with, to withhold my presence from there because you're searching for the system, and I came to fulfill that system. Yeah. What you want is me. And, yeah, that's it. You were searching to do something, not searching just to, to be with somebody. Yeah. And, you know, I go back to we, we have a big family text. Does anybody have family text messages that are just always blowing up your phone? Anybody like me have it on do not disturb? It's on do not disturb, all right, because I just it's too much for me. It's like, how many are there of us in that chat? There's so many. I got, we're, we're one of six, so there's six of us. We're all married. Now most of us almost have all kids, and it's just it's crazy. But there was a time where I think it was my mom, Josh, it was you, me, and Mackenzie, and a couple other people, where we were always posting pictures of clouds. And I don't know what it was for like two months straight. I have like a 40-minute drive here to work every day. And so in the morning, and I know, Josh, you drive all the way west, and I just started noticing clouds. And I, that, that passage went back, you know, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the, the, the glory of God. And I was just amazed. And by the way, if you don't have polarized glasses, get polarized glasses, because then you can actually see the clouds. And I was, I was like driving on the highway, you know, veering off to the next lane, because I was like trying to take a picture of these clouds. I was so captivated by the glory of God, because day after day, his creation preaches and it speaks. Night after night, it reveals knowledge. And it was just, it was, it was, it was crazy to me. In fact, um, let me, um, you know, this, this idea of, of, of saying, God, I don't have to necessarily search for you to hear you. I just have to notice that you're already here. You're already here. We don't have to invite the presence of God into this place. We are invited into the presence of God. It's already here in this room. And so that's one of the biggest questions. And this is, I ask you this, Josh, how do we, how did you start to notice those things? Like, how do you hear God in the everyday things? How do you see God? Obviously, we just said creation. Obviously, we know his word. But, but how do we start to notice those things? How do I hear God? How do I, how do I see God? Well, Job says at the end, he says, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen. All right. Um, there, was, there was a study done that Harvard did a while back where they put 10 people in line and they had, like, let's say me, I was the one standing right here, and they put my wife in line with those 10 people, and they were all same gender, same style of voice, everything was similar, and they were, were allowed to say two words only, and I was blindfolded. This was, well, I wasn't part of the study, I'm just personalizing the study. And when they would say two words, and with almost 100% accuracy, every person could identify their spouse. Right there, that's the one, because they can hear the nuances of the voice, where very, our ears can hear. So my question was, if I have God in me, why can't I hear him? Why can't I know him or why can't I see him? Um, the word is delight. All right, so the verse is Psalms 37, 4. This is the answer that God gave me. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And it kind of matches with Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Well, God revealed to me, Josh, you're living in the bottom half of those verses. I'm like, well, Lord, I have good desires the desires of my heart, I want to be a loving, selfless husband. I'm doing everything I can to do it. I want to be a man of purity, a man of good stewardship, a humble leader, a fa present father who doesn't discipline out of anger. I want to be, those are my desires. Give me those desires. Like, that's not what you want from me. All these things will be added into you. The anxieties that the, talks about in that chapter, the worries, the fear, what are you going to be clothed with? What are you going to eat? I'm, come on, Lord. Add those things unto me. He says, you don't know about delight yet, Josh. And I'm like, okay, what do I got to do to get delight? And that's the wrong question. 
There you are again, trying to get it. All right, uh, so then I changed the question. How do I get delight? It's still the wrong question. And I remember being frustrated with the Lord for about a week. I'm like, I don't have English terminology to tell you what I'm wanting to tell. And I remember him saying, well, ask from my perspective. All right, what does it look like from your eyes, Father, for me to delight in you? And that was right, my journey started. And what happened was, I started living in the presence of my father instead of doing for him. I just existed. I didn't do much. I literally didn't do, I didn't ask anything. I just started walking with him. Creation started teaching me how to respond. I started hearing him through the Holy Spirit who dwells in all of you guys, right? I could, you could tell me something. You might say, Josh, wow. My wife could say, hey, honey, man, you're so patient. Something's different. And there's God the Father through Mackenzie, the daughter, telling Josh, another son, affirming me. I didn't know that was him talking. That was just a compliment of my wife. No, it's him. That's the presence of God telling my wife, tell your, your husband I'm proud of him. I didn't know that before because I want to hear him say it. Be audible like you were with Samuel. Talk to me like you did with Moses. And trust me, Josh, you don't want to deal with that. I'm like, but I want to know you as they did. The thing is, I hear him now. Oh, my gosh, I see him now. I, it's like my story's changed. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Well, the word of my testimony used to be, let me tell you what I've done, the records I've done, the disciplines I've done, the accomplishments, the, the, the devotional life I live. And the thing is, I had the blood of the lamb covering me, but the word who became flesh is Jesus. Jesus is my testimony now. All right, he's, he's who I want to talk about. So if I can talk about how do I hear him now, how do I see him now, I didn't get it from striving. I've tried to see him all those years. I've tried to, I've tried to hear him all those years. And the way he works with me, like it's not a blanket statement, is that the delight that I have in Jesus now, which was formed by his grace and his kindness, I feel like all I really had was the persistent widow's knocking Give me relief, please, from the adversary. I can't stand losing on this life. This is miserable. Unless, unless you were with me, this life is miserable. And Emmanuel, which is kind of the name I've kind of just put, he's like the hoodie, like Emmanuel. Like when, when um, Hagar goes off and, and is overwhelmed and God reveals himself to her as Elroy, Adonai Elroy, the God who sees that's like, that's like, I bet you she took that name the rest of her life. Well, Emmanuel has been the name for me, that close name, God with us. And his delight that he's given me, my delight in him has now, what it's, what it's done is it's formed my disciplines. Delight before duty. And he tricked me, right? He said, delight yourself in the Lord and I'll give you the desires of your heart. So he gave me the delight and now he's become my desire. It's not, I don't really want to be a good husband anymore. I'm just now a better husband than I used to be. I still stink. I still, I'm still rough around the edges. But I can see it. I'm like, wow. And so now I start seeing God in everything, right? I see him in my, I'm sorry if I'm just kind no, of going good. off here. I'm pulling, I'm pulling a dad here. My dad, loading that for my dad. Chasing a rabbit hey, Don't laugh too hard, JC. You're just like him, okay? <laughs> but I see him, like, I, I start, my question has been now, okay, if you're Emmanuel with me, God with us, and, you, and we all believe he's in us, the Holy Spirit, then you're not absent from any scenario. 
So then what do you look like? And I, I started asking that question. Okay, here I am. I'm in the bedroom with four disobedient children who have made my wife pull, pull her hair out. And all I want to do is just spank them and just settle my wrath on their rear end and walk out of there like a hero. That, that's really good right there. Settle your I've wrath done. on their rear end. I'm going to use that. And so then I'm, my, I'm very angry and just like, I want to solve this problem, but I can't. How do I? I want to solve this problem once and for all. And then I stop because I hear the Holy Spirit say, hey, you remember? Ask me the question. Okay, what, what do you look? Oh, Jesus, I don't know how to even ask this question. And the kids are looking at me like, what's that doing? <laughs> I'm just like, what do, you, what do I do? How do I proceed? Hmm. And then like a miracle, the spirit of God comes in me because I really want him. I really want, I really want him. And he tells me this, I've already settled my wrath and I did it on my son. The yeah. problem is their heart. This, it's the sin. Let's deal with that first. Mm. Not to avoid the spanking, but to say, you're going after the wrong thing. Yeah. You're just going in with blazing and you're not dealing with the heart issue. And there I am crying in front of my children who are like, mm. he was so angry at one point. Now he's crying. And now I'm like, I see, I see, I hear you. I feel you. You're, how are you this close to me? Yeah. Yet I don't, you're not tangible. Yeah. And then, I, then I'll do it in reconciliation of my marriage. And I'm like, God, nothing in me wants to apologize. Mm. I'm so angry. Okay, if you're not absent from any situation, then what do you look like right now? Tell me, speak to me. And then I hear his voice. Go in there and hug her. I'll give you the words. I'm not going in there and hugging her. And I go in there and I hug her and, he sit, and I, I look at her and I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, I know that you're having a tough time with the kids. And I have blamed you for their sin. Wow. It's hard enough to be managing our own sin and yet I've looked at you and I said, it's your fault, you're too patient. And I've blamed you for the sin of four other human beings. I'm sorry. I've never said that one time. Mm. That's not me. That's the Holy Spirit. That's God present. That's Emmanuel. Wow. And I use those stories because it's in the car right into work down Highway 27 saying, where are you at? Yeah. And then, bam, the sun comes up. I'm like, wow. Resurrection every morning, death every evening, light of the world. We revolve around it. That reminds me of Jesus to me. Mm. The sun is speaking about Jesus. It's, it's talking and declaring about his creative qualities and his characteristics. Everything is talking about Jesus. Yeah. He's all around. If you just look around, the presence of God is manifested. Mm. But we can't see because I was looking with the wrong lenses. Yeah, a couple of things. One, you know, you, said, you shared the scripture, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I think what you were doing was you were disciplining for the Lord and you weren't getting the desires of your heart. And you had to delight in the Lord first. And when you delight in the Lord, the disciplines will come. But too many of us are so busy and that busyness is affecting our nearness with God. And if we could just stay near to God, the disciplines will come. But we've got to learn to delight. So that man, I thought that was good. Um, he, he has to give you the delight. And that's the thing I want to make sure... I, I naturally want to say, what do I need to do to get delight? I think the only thing we have is we bring our need. And that's mm. all we have of, of anything. Here's my need. I need you. Mm. I need delight. And like a good father who knows the needs of his children. Yeah. Okay, you really want it? I'll give it to you. 
And so there was a shift in you, right? You went from a place where you were asking, where is God? Like we ask, you know, God, where are you? Why can't I see you? I want to hear you. I want to see you in the clouds. And then that transformation took place. And now you're asking the question, um, or, or, or not, now it's, I can't not see you because you're all around me. So I, I couldn't see you at all. Where were you, God? And now it's like, where can I not see you? Because you seem to be everywhere. Because where can my spirit go where you are not? Where, you know, where can I be where you are not? And a, let me share this passage in Psalm 139, verse 7. This is the scripture. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? David is writing this. If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you and all present God is with us. Everywhere we go. In fact, it was David, David Guzek, put that, that scripture up here, said this, or that this quote, there is no corner or dimension of the universe hidden from him, heaven in too high and hell in too low. And you wrote a song about this. Yeah. You wrote a song about this exact passage, about Emmanuel, God with us. I'd love for you to share that with us. The email's cold in here. Ooh. My fingers are freezing. He is in the cold. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got to get the lyrics out because sometimes I forget this one. So let me just pull it out quick. Um, wrote this song on my journey uh, called Down Highway 27. And um, I, I love that road. I love it. It reminds me of Arkansas. So just nothing's out there. It's far away from 95 as possible. <laughs> so... That's where the, the press with the, that's where the promise lands out there, you know. All right. I don't want to miss a moment and be unaware of you. I don't want to watch a sunset and not think you're watching too. Because if you're Emmanuel, Surely you're present in all things I don't want to miss a moment And look past the here and now I don't want to sit in silence Just to quiet out the sound If you're Emmanuel with me Surely you're present Wherever I go, there's your spirit. Wherever I run, you are there. And if I ascend to the heavens, even in darkness, you are near. And if I sail out into the sunrise, and I dwell amongst the seas, even your hand there will lead. Even your hand. Cause I don't want to miss moments And not hear what you want heard I don't want to sing a heart song 
That, that ride on, you said it was 75 or, or 27. Highway 27, of just uh, envisioning that, and, and that's why I love, and I love the, the, the sawgrass too, because I can see all that, it's great. There was something you, you shared in that song, one of the lines says, I don't want to miss a moment and not hear what you want heard. And the, just, the voice of God isn't always telling you to do something, but the voice of God will just tell you who he is. And I think often at times we're sitting there saying, God, I don't want to miss what you're going to tell me to do because you want to do great things through me because that's what they say. But I often think that sometimes we just need to sit and listen to what God is saying about reminding us of who he is. He's your sustainer. He's your provider. He's your healer. All right, God, what do you want me to do? I just want you to know. I just want you to know who I am. So sit. Stop being so busy. Just, just. I want you to sit. Um, I want to. I want to bring up your your blog. I know that you don't care about this, and and you never want anybody to really know about this except family. And then some people kind of got it, got word about this. But for a while, uh, Josh was writing um, like a devotional, which is kind of like a blog, and he was sending it out every single morning, every single day. And like the first thing I you know, wake up, it'd be like, you know, if my kids are coming in screaming 5 or 5.30, I'd pull up my phone and I'd get that notification, like email from Josh. And I'd check it and I'd like, one eye open, I'd be reading it. And sometimes it'd get me out of bed and I'm like, man, that was, that was, that was crazy. I want to quote something from, from your blog you wrote. 
um, April 14th. You titled it, The Ridding of Noise for the Bidding of Christ. Let me say it again, The Ridding of Noise for the Bidding of Christ. And usually there are, what, about a five-minute read if this is, this is just two paragraphs from this. A still house with instrumental music covering the atmosphere, a desperate soul preaching to itself that Jesus is better than soul-stealing television, mindless browsing, and day-off-like leisures. Where do I start, Lord? How can I delight in you today? My addictions to grab a device when I'm bored, browse when stillness gets awkward, and give up when the divine line is silent will all be on display today. But it is you that I crave. You have given me this desire. I mean, just there are, there are times where we'll, in our family text message, other than sending clouds, we'll, we'll send, uh, you know, lines from his blog. And we're just like, did you guys read this? And I mean, just eye-opening. And, and I don't believe, you know, we've always said that, and I don't know if, if, if this is kind of prophetically speaking right here, but Josh, I know we've always said your, your music is going to, going to ascend all across this world. And it has as you know some of your songs have gone you know around and they've gone pretty far but haven't it hasn't been what we all thought and I mean I used to like text message some of these not text I used to dm some of these guys in like Nashville I'm like you got to hear my brother's stuff I remember texting or dming Chris Tomlin one time I'm like Chris Tomlin you got to hear my brother's stuff like you got to know his songs he's this guy is the greatest you know lyricist in in is it the word lyricist lyric right you're the best writer down here in South Florida and I, I mean that. I'm like, this guy's writing music like for other churches and it's crazy. But what if God wasn't wanting to use your music? What if he was wanting to use your words? Yeah. And I want people to hear what you have to say. And so I know this is putting you on the spot, but how can they get, how can they get this? It's not daily anymore, but it's like every couple days or so. But how can they subscribe to this? <sighs> I, mean, I mean, just so you know, it's, it's an, in, like, his story and what you share, I've always said this about you, and I think we all know this. You're one of the most open people we know. I mean, we'd be sitting around in the hot tub, and you'd be confessing your sins to us all, and I'm like, what the heck? You know, he, but there's a, there's, a, there's a humility to that. There's a, there's a point where you get to your knees, and you say, Lord, like, God, I give up. Where are you? Like, help me, help me. And so a lot of what you share is, is extremely intimate, but it's not just a family. It goes to other people. And so, like, this would be so encouraging for the body. It's, it, it's titled The Transparent Room, and it's through a um, site called Substack. I think if you typed in The Transparent Room Substack, I don't know. I don't really, I, I, that's not, I created it. It was via texting our family the whole time, and then I was sending out 45 texts a day, and I'm like, all right, I can't, I need a sustainable uh, software to do this. So I found this blog site, and I just, it was easier to put it up there and just have everyone just send to their email. So it's Substack? Substack is the, is the, it'd be like Facebook would be like the platform. Substack is the platform. And it's called the Transparent Room. And the reason why I started that was because I was begging God, how do I give this to my kids? How do I spare them of years of striving? How, do I, how does my wife and my kids get whatever I have? This is just, this is the abundant life. Oh my gosh. Mm. This is life. How do I, how do I get this? Because I didn't get it. So how do they get it? So I started writing down my journey of how I hear Emmanuel in all things. How do I see him? And the best thing I could do, how can I, how can I help them? And I wanted to write about my journey so my boys could read and my daughter could read 
here's how daddy every day was listening to the voice of the Lord. Here's, here's the mm. things that we saw. And so I started writing it for them. And uh, I think, the, I wanted to say one thing, bring it back to, the, can I say one thing? Yeah, I'll invite our team to come back up at this time or um, make their way up. Trying to get the right words for this. Um, I think we listen to the Lord the wrong way. And I think I've had to learn how to hear him again. And um, I've had great mentors in my life. I mean, my dad is one of my, one of my mentors and I've watched him. But you kind of have to learn it for yourself. You know, God has to reveal himself to you. And I think by learning how to listen throughout my day, starting with the basics. And the one story I'll tell you is I was sitting in my devotional chair, like I have two chairs like this and my piano's right there. And one morning I was just excited to meet with the Lord. All right, I'm getting up early. Here you are, here I am. Yesterday was amazing. Here I am. And the Bible was stale. I was bored. And I'm, all right, well, maybe it's a different book. So I got a book out. I was like, oh. then I got a journal. Then I went to the piano to write because I was recreating things that I used to, I would do every day. And then I sat back down. I was getting frustrated because I knew the kids had to wake up in about like six minutes. I'm like, Lord, please show up before they wake up. Please show up. I cannot, you cannot not show up. You haven't done this yet. And this, is, this was like early on when I was just experiencing the Lord again. And I remember getting mad like, oh, and then I had to go wake up and got the kids up. And then we were yelling all morning. The kids were mad at what cereal they didn't like. And me and McKenzie got a disagreement. And it all went just south. And I send them off to school. And I walk back in the house. And I literally said, what the heck happened? I sat there. I was waiting for you. And all I heard was this phrase I've never forgotten. You're always recreating my presence from past experiences. All right? You were in that devotional chair. I was in the kitchen next to your wife wanting you to love her and help. But you wanted to be Mr. Spiritual Husband in the corner reading your Bible when my presence was in the kitchen having breakfast with your children. And that's when I remember starting to learn, okay, so follow you? You're in my meetings. You're in reconciliation. You're in repentance. You're at the Blue Jay. You're with the sunrise. You're in my car. Are you in the dentist? And I'll no, tell you what, sure, he's not. at the dentist. <laughs> really? I'm telling you, I, I made a joke one day. I was sitting there getting the root canal done. And I'm like, surely you're not, you're not here. I know. And then I'm telling you, every tool that came, to my, came in my view, I looked at it. And I, was, I, had my phone, I looked at my phone researching what the tool was used. And I just heard the Lord say, Josh, I'm, I'm coming after your heart. And I have to get things out. Because you want healing, right? You're sitting here, and this is symbolic for what I'm doing to your soul. I'm like, you're even at the dentist. My Lord, he really is Emmanuel, I'm telling you what. And so I'm humbled just, and I know we're concluding here, but I think I'm mostly amazed at how my story's changed. I, I, I mean, I hear myself talking, and I'm like, all I have is Jesus. Can I tell you about Jesus for a moment? Like, it's not my disciplines. It's not my early rising morning devotionals. It's not my car rides. It's like, I think I just got to the point where living for Christ just wasn't fun. Just living it, living for the law, even though I'm saved by faith and grace. I mean, I, I was living by the law and I thought the law could give me even what, what Jesus has given me. I thought, he, I thought I could get it from living. And it really just came with him. He... He, he tells the church in Ephesus, you've done everything. 
I see all your work. I've seen everything you've done. You're striving, your hard work, the things you're against. I, I have this thing against you. Like, where, what happened? You used to love me. You used to love me. You used to be infatuated with my presence. You used to adore me. You've lost your first love. I don't know how to get back there, Lord. Just maybe read my Bible again. All right, tomorrow I'm starting. 40 days in the Word. 40 days later, still stale. And as he looks at me, he's like, someday you're going to get it. And he waited. He waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And he's such a good, patient father. He's, he's not disappointed in your journey. He's letting you learn. He's letting you learn. And it's not fun to watch, especially when it's your child or it's your spouse. And you're like, oh, I wish they would get it. It's, it's, his, you're, it's his daughter. It's his son. He'll deal with him. Just be a faithful witness. That's what a friend of mine told me. How does my wife get this? How does my son get this? Be a faithful witness of him being your first love. How do I love you? Delight in me. How do I delight in you? I will give that to you. Just ask me. Yeah, you, you know, you, it's been a journey. It's from learning to be content, learning to be satisfied. And then when you learn to be content and satisfied with what you have and all that God is, you're full. Because that's what John 10, 10 says. That I have come, Jesus said, I have come to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. Anybody want an abundant life in Christ Jesus? He gives you that and he gives it to you full. And so you can be full, not from what you don't have, but from what you have, and that is God. And, and, I, and I feel like that there are, there are many people here, many online who are saying, Lord, I'm not, I'm not experiencing that fullness. I'd like to experience that fullness well, because you're not content. You're not experiencing uh, contentment and satisfaction. And so that's where we got, that's where we got to get. And I think maybe you've done, a, you've done a great job of kind of giving us this journey of who you are and where you were and where you are now. And you're still not done, right? There's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of work to be done. I'm excited. That's all. The same roads that I used to drive on and I would tell the Lord, I hate my life. Take me out. Somehow take me out. I remember a year, for a full year I asked that. that those same roads on Highway 27. I just smiled. Mm. I can't wait to live. Wow. Like, if this is what life is like, mm. I haven't gained more money. Nothing's really changed in my life, really. But I'm aware of the presence of my Heavenly Father with me, and that, that's what I'm going to get in eternity. Yeah. You can have my mansions, right, if I have any, right? Whatever Lord has me up there, that's going to be great. But if you're looking for the mansions and the blessings, you're missing it. It's Jesus. Yeah. You're, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take for you to get over looking at him maybe a couple of eternities, and then maybe you'll get to your work, whatever work he has for you. But to see him as Moses did, as David did, as Daniel did, as Esther did, you name all the patriarchs of the scripture, like he is your reward. He's the treasure in, a, in the field that's hidden. And when you find it, you're like, everything else is pointless. Let me go buy this field and grab this treasure. He is the treasure. It's him. And I don't know how to impute that to anybody. All I can tell you is I'm evidence of what the kindness of God is like from a person who went about it the wrong way. And the wrong way, he still used it. It was just him chastening me, you know? He loved me the whole time. I was just disappointed. And now I'm happy. I love him. I can't wait to live. I'm, I'm ready. I mean, if I know pain's coming. And I know we're praying for cancer. I look at that situation. I'm like, God, you love her. She's your daughter. I want her to be healed. I want you to be healed. He knows you. He hears all the prayers this woman just prayed over, and he's ready to heal. He, he's present. 
And I think the thing that I'm learning now is even through my kids and being fearful of things that are happening and things we've gone through with surgeries with our oldest son and whatever, it's like deaths. Can't, I know someday my mom and dad are going to have to go home. I fear that day. I fear that day when they, when they pass. And if God is present with me, then I can get through that moment because I can't hold on to him. I didn't gain what I have now. None of us have gained it. And I've yet to, I've yet a lot of life to live. So those people who have walked through tragedy and tribulation, your testimony is way more powerful than mine when it comes to trials and tribulation. But mine's gonna get there. And I just want to make sure that I have the presence of God with me as I approach the years to come that he's gonna use me. And then someday my reward's gonna be the person who I walked with now. It's eternity starts today. It's yeah. not when you die, you can yeah. see Jesus. You get to walk with him today. Yeah. Just look. Look for him. Ask him. Show me who you are. Let me know you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, can we give it up for, for Josh? Thank you, man. We're going to let you know um, how to access some of his stuff. You can obviously go on Spotify, um, YouTube Music, uh, Apple Music, and search City Rev Worship. And he's got all of his stuff there. There's some things under Josh Bramos as well that you've done that are up there. You can find all his stuff. He didn't even care about that, but we care about that. So you can search his music and search his, uh, his blog from Substack, and we'll send you that stuff out via email so you guys can know. One more time, though, can we thank Josh for, for showing up? He's going he's gonna to lead us into one more song. And, and I hope you know from the bottom of my heart, as, as one of your pastors here, I, I love serving you. And I love uh, to bring other people in who I know have ministered to me. And, and, and Josh, I mean this. You know, you have been um, an idol of mine from when I was very little. You taught me everything. You taught me how to play music. You taught me how to beat you at sports. You taught me how to, uh, you know, <laughs> how to date girls, which... Um, that, yeah, I did, I did that myself. But uh, he, he taught me so many things. And I meant when I said back in January, if you were here for, uh, for our transition service, um, that, you know, you have been, you've meant so much to me. And I thank you and I love you. And I'm honored to call you my brother. And I love Mackenzie and your kids. And, and so, so God is good. And, and I hope that you receive something today. What, what we want to do is, and I told Josh this, I said, I think we need to pray for some people yeah. who are, aren't, aren't content and want to find contentment in Christ. And so he's going to lead us in another song that uh, his church and, and him wrote. And I want you to, you want to stand, you want to sit, you want to kneel, you want to open up your hands. But after I'm going to invite our prayer partners to come up front. In fact, during the song, I, I'll, I'll be up here. I'll, I'll invite them to come up here. And if you want to receive prayer during this song, um, I want you to come. If you want to come and kneel, I want you to come. If you need to kneel at where you're at, I want you to, if, if you need to be um, in a better place with God today, you're saying, Jacob, I get this. I, I need satisfaction in Christ and Christ alone. I've been searching in a lot of places and in a lot of people and I have not found it. Bring me back to that first love, Jesus. And so Father, I pray all across this room right now that your Holy Spirit is ministering, your Holy Spirit is working, even right now here that God, you would be doing something in every heart and every mind and every soul, that you'd be bringing us back, God, to, to where it was and when it was when we first found you, first saw you, first experienced you, Lord. We gave up everything. We stopped searching and we just obtained you. And now years later, decades later, we find ourselves back to trying to find those disciplines and we haven't found delight in you. We haven't just remained in you. 
And so, Father, would you just speak to somebody in this room tonight or today to, to go back to like it was when I first experienced you, to go back to like it was when I first met you, when you first came into my life all those years ago, when I was eight years old and said, Lord, I need you and I want you. Would you be my Lord and Savior? I, I surrender everything. I give up everything just to follow you. In Jesus' name. Stand with me. I'm gonna teach you this song. The chorus goes like this. Jesus, come be my first love. This is what I want more of you. Same melodies. Jesus, fill me, fill me with your. I want what you want more of you. Would you sing that with me? Come be Jesus. Come be, come be my first love. This is what I want more of you. Jesus, Jesus, fill me. Fill me with your heart I want what you want More of you Here's Psalms 37, 4 And you're my delight You are my Lord All my desires have changed To wanting you Sing that again. You're my delight. You are my Lord. All my desires have changed to wanting you. Jesus, come be. Sing that chorus. Jesus, come be my first love. Yes. This is what I want, all that I want, more of you. Jesus, fill me, fill me with your heart. Cause I want what you want, more of you. You're my delight, and you're my delight.
desires to change today anybody wants your desire to change today if that's you can we pray for you i want to ask you to just make your way on up come on if you want to receive some prayer this morning you want to find contentment in christ and christ alone come on make your way up dad can you come up here we're going to just pray for some people come on mom can you make your way up here if you need some prayer just come on forward if you're in the front just raise your hand and we'll come lay hands on you and pray for you you want to go back to like it was when you first met Josh, I'll invite you to, as the team takes over, can you, uh, can you come and pray for some people? Come on. Yes, Jesus. 
on, would you receive it this morning? To say, God, I need you. I want to delight in you. And I want only what you want for me. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. This time you got to go, you got to go. If you need prayer, you want to stick around, you're more than welcome to stick around. You need just to sit in his presence. Some of you just need to talk to him a little bit more. Some of you need to confess some things for a little bit longer. We would invite you to stick around and stay. If it's your first time, we got a gift for you outside. But our prayer partners will stay up here and we'll pray for you. Josh will stay up here and we'll pray for you. And man, we're very excited about what God is doing. Anybody, anybody encouraged today? Anybody thankful today? Well, church, you're dismissed and um, stick around. We'll, we'll leave this room in this atmosphere, but we love you and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If this has blessed you, would you consider giving a financial gift to help bring this message to more people? You can do that at vlcministries.com slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Here's what we believe. Living God's way. Everywhere, every way, every day. We love you and God bless.